Hello everyone and welcome back to season two of With Haya and Yusra. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new here, hi. We're a podcast that discusses education beyond curriculums. We like to focus on the human aspect of things rather than markers and whiteboards. So we like to focus on relationship building and trauma and all of these nice things, I guess. <laughs> these are the things that we believe shape your school experience, but aren't discussed enough. So here we are. We're real. We're raw. We're Hayanusa. So season one was mostly about us, our experiences, our stories, stories from basically what happened to yeah. us in our two years of teaching. Uh, in season two, we're bringing you fresh perspectives. We're having guests that we're sure you're going to enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start off the season on what we think is a, a real. Yes, authentic authentic uh, note. That's yeah. how we're going to start. So uh, our guest for today is someone that we both admire and we mm-hmm. both can relate to. Um, her name is Hindel Miftah. She's um, our dear friend and she's someone that always comes to mind whenever we think about, you know, someone who's being unapologetically themselves yeah someone who's in control of their emotions someone who can express very well Mm -hmm. all of the emotions exactly the good the bad and And ugly yep all of them so hindel muftah hi (laughs) (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself well hindel muftah i'm an english teacher at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) how long have you been teaching i've been teaching for almost two years now Mm-hmm. I teach grades seven and eight in a public school, mm-hmm. and I love it. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, education, all of that nice stuff. So I actually went to a British school and primary, mm-hmm. private school. And then we moved to Beijing, and I went to an international school in Beijing. Nice. And I graduated from Qatar Academy in Education City mm-hmm. uh, in Doha. Mm-hmm. and uh, carried on my uh, studies in Virginia Commonwealth University. I studied art history. Wow. Wanted to be an artist. Love that for you. <laughs> Wanted to be an artist, but life had other plans for me. <laughs> and so I graduated in 2018 mm-hmm. from VCU. Um, and then I wanted to kind of... Um, Get away from the art scene. Yeah, because art and teaching are not really... Yeah, well... How did, you end up, <laughs> how did you end up as a teacher? Uh, so, growing up, I struggled a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I struggled a lot in school. I struggled a lot um, in university, especially with mental health. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my experience in university was transformational in terms of Mm self-development. And I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. Mm. When I graduated, I felt like I had a lot to give back. I felt like I wanted to help Mm. uh, girls who were just like me. I wanted to work with people. I love, I'm a hands-on people's person. Mm -hmm. And so I just found myself applying for jobs where I can do that. 
Um, I saw myself working with young girls mm-hmm. because that's the age that I struggled the most. Mm-hmm. And so um, I found the right opportunity to do that mm-hmm. through uh, Teach for Qatar. Amazing. Mm. Yes. And what better way uh, for you to be that person other than teaching? Uh, beautiful. Okay. Uh, what was the most difficult or what is the most difficult part about teaching for you? Surprisingly, the mm. most difficult part about teaching mm-hmm. is everything that's outside the classroom. Mm. Mm-hmm. My classroom was like almost my haven, mm-hmm. to be honest. It, people would normally expect it the other way the, around. The oh, opposite. dealing with the kids is the most difficult part. Yeah. But it's actually... It's, it's actually it's, the easiest. Yeah. You really the highlight, it was <laughs> the highlight. It is the highlight mm-hmm. of every day, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I struggled with uh, the environment mm-hmm. a lot because it was completely foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggled with uh, colleagues that I've never from a kind of a different uh, culture than mm-hmm. what I'm used to, mm-hmm. yeah. the teachers that I'm used to dealing mm-hmm. with yeah. at least. Um, I struggled with the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I struggled with staying um, on top of all the requirements of what it takes to be a teacher. What mm-hmm. did that have, like what impact did that have on your personal life? Well, um, I feel like when I first started teaching, mm-hmm. I just walked into a time portal Mm -hmm. i worked i i walked into a a different world it was like a a storm Mm -hmm. i couldn't separate um school from real life Mm -hmm. Uh, everything became about school um even the way i saw myself became how i'm viewed as a teacher or or Mm -hmm. you know um how i deal with things just everything just kind of seeped into one another Mm -hmm. and so that was what I struggled with a lot at the beginning Mm -hmm. that's what it looked like it was just like on my mind every waking minute and you willingly signed up for it I willingly signed up for Mm -hmm. it what what changed um nothing changed except um you get stronger yeah, you, you get, get stronger. You get used to it. You kinda. get, uh, you're not really used to it. You understand how to navigate yourself mm-hmm. in that environment. Mm-hmm. You start to understand the people around you. You start to understand who you are as a teacher, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then trying to figure out your style. Of, yeah, figure yeah. out my style of teaching. Figure out how to. Um, be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Be, be be resourceful as um, you know, working within the department and the administration and all of that. And yeah. we know a huge. Knowing you, we know a huge part of it is your relationship with your students. Tell us a bit more about that. Yes. So what people find surprising is that I was a very, very, very strict teacher. By people, she means every single person. Yeah, she literally means. everyone. <laughs> us included. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> So surprised to hear that. Mm -hmm. So surprised to hear that. But that's what was um, required at the beginning Mm -hmm. to get a handle of the classroom, to manage the classroom, Mm -hmm. to um, get things in order. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was what I knew discipline looked like. Mm -hmm. So when they told me to be strict and to be disciplined and to... 
um, have everything um, done in a very orderly fashion. This is what I thought discipline looked like. Mm-hmm. It was very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Emotionless. Emotionless. It was the way to get things done. Yeah. This is yes. how you get things done. Mm. I wouldn't even smile in the class. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't smile. I would not joke around. Mm. And I took everything very seriously. I spoke to seventh graders, like the <laughs> university students. And um, I found myself kind of uh, mimicking my mother. Oh. I became my mother in the classroom. She jumped out. <laughs> it feels like a reoccurring thing. I, I really know what you're saying because that's exactly how I felt. Because naturally, I'm not a serious person mm-hmm. in that sense where mm-hmm. I'm just screaming at people or like I'm very serious and direct with what I want. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I was putting on an act to go to the classroom Mm -hmm. and it slowly looked like my mother my aunts my old teachers all of these people just started popping up and i was terrified but i think what 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 what's different here is both i can speak in both cases that your students didn't hate you yeah your students actually loved you even at that stage when you were still trying to navigate and figure things out why because well I cared for yeah, them. They know. Uh, yeah, I cared for them, and no matter what, what you think, mm. or I thought they hated me at the beginning. Mm. You know, but nah. <laughs> I've seen photos. Right? I've seen video edits. I've seen. Yeah. I've honestly, it was entertaining. I, I love. I love every part of it. I love it too. But no matter how strict you are, mm. um, they can see when you really care. Yeah. They can see when you're speaking from your heart mm-hmm. uh-huh. that you're trying to push them. You're mm-hmm. trying to get them to work harder because you, you care. Yeah. yeah, You care about them. You care about uh, their progress. You care about their performance. And I cared so much about their well-being generally. Mm. Yeah. Um, no matter how strict I got or how mad I got, I would never disrespect any of them Mm -hmm. not a single word would slip out of me that would be hurtful Mm -hmm. uh, or you know and when I did make a mistake I'd own up to it Mm -hmm. I'd apologize and I always told them why I was doing things yeah I always told them why I was doing things. that's all they need sometimes yeah honestly looking back remember how many times we were frustrated we're like okay but what's the point why? And why are you exactly, upset yeah. or why are you punishing me? But when you understand. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's actually you needing kind of all of the emotions. Sometimes all you need is an apology from the yeah, teacher. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is acknowledgement. Sometimes sometimes I, I do think that kids need strictness mm-hmm. in the traditional way. Mm-hmm. I think it's being offered the whole spectrum yeah. that gives me my dignity as a student Mm -hmm. it gives me respect it shows me that you're treating me how you would treat any other adult and honestly i you know how sometimes we play tricks on students where you make a mistake and then when they call you out on it you're like ha ha i was i was yeah it's powerful (laughs) at the beginning but admitting that it's a mistake because even i believe is more powerful because they're like oh my god she makes mistakes she's a human being and i think that's what you embody as when they when not even your students i feel like this is something else that we want to talk to you about is also your social media yeah it's um it's truly a reflection of of someone who goes through all of the emotions in one day and you show kind of the real i mean you know some people say about teaching oh you're 
I guess it's a backup Such plan. I might teach. Such an easy job. Uh, not, sometimes not even easy. They're like, okay, but you know what you need to do. It's, yeah. it's, it makes sense. It's you go, easy. you teach, and you come home. And you but get then, good breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they know. That's all they know. But then looking at your social media, one day you would write, or in the same day, you would say, oh, my God, I just had the best class ever. But then you'd be like, I'm so tired. Mm. And there's something so powerful about that. And... Tell us more about you documenting your journey on social media. Is it like a conscious decision? Is it something that you actively like think about? Or is it just a way of expressing? Well, I think I've always um, found it easier to express myself through uh, photographs and art and writing. Mm. And so uh, social media is kind of a huge part of how I express myself Mm -hmm. and I was uh, a little bit um, scared to do it at the beginning Mm -hmm. I didn't know how it would be taken Mm -hmm. and uh, I was um, reluctant because not many people were doing it yeah but teaching and being trained to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and what I had to go through to to get to where I am now it's a transformational journey Mm -hmm. and at some point I found it very empowering Mm -hmm. as something that I always try to uh, preach and Mm -hmm. practice Mm -hmm. is to be proud of all the parts of who you are Mm -hmm. and one thing I wanted to show my girls that you don't have to be one thing or the other yeah. And you shouldn't have to choose and you mm-hmm. shouldn't have to limit yeah. yourself to one label or one mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I tried to do. Mm-hmm. Um, y- it's OK. You're human. You have days where you're sad. You mm-hmm. have days where you're tired. You have days where you're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. And because you're the smart student who does all your work doesn't mean that you don't listen to music and you don't watch movies. Yeah. And just because you're you're like the the girl in the class who always has, you know, the jokes ready and, mm. you know, who's always ready to make everyone laugh that you don't have days that you just want to cry. Mm. And uh, over time, um, I think I've seen like most of my students cry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I really appreciate that. Mm. And I, I tell them on days that I feel sad or that I'm tired oh. or that it's really hard. Mm. Uh, but again, you tell them why you do it. Exactly. I'm here for you. I do this for you. I believe in this. Mm-hmm. I work hard because of this, this and that. Mm-hmm. And when they see you as all of those little small parts coming together as one, they understand that there's more than to just sitting on a desk and writing and finishing all your yeah. homework. Mm-hmm. Um, they started to feel safer to express themselves. Mm-hmm. I was always that one teacher that they came up to when someone was upset in the class mm-hmm. or someone was crying. or um, I gave them that space to express themselves, mm-hmm. but they always knew that there's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. There's a time when, we're, when we talk about how we feel. And You brought up something. I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah, but you fine. brought up a really good um, point feeling safe when did you feel like you offered them a safe space to just exist yes so uh i would have uh learning circles Mm -hmm. in my classroom uh which require that everyone sits in a circle Mm -hmm. and answers a specific question a Mm -hmm. discussion question or an uh, opinion or um and everyone has to answer Mm -hmm. everyone has to listen and they're not allowed to interrupt each other or comment Mm -hmm. 
And so at the beginning of each circle is a check-in where mm. we just check in with our feelings, how we're <laughs> feeling, you know, and I always encourage them to be honest about their feelings. Mm-hmm. And so this was at actually the very beginning of um, when I first started teaching, not even halfway through my first semester. So you're still like showing them that kind of strict. Yes, yeah. strict. Mother. It's okay. We are, I will give you the learning circle rules <laughs> and you will follow them. Okay. 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 What do you want me to say? <laughs> and so um, by the second learning circle, you start to get a hang of it, what it, what it means, what they, what they have to do. What was uh, the main objective of the learning circle? Just to get them to listen to each other, mm-hmm. get yeah. to learn about each other. Mm. I had this one class that were just fighting mm. all the time. Mm. Uh, there was always drama, <laughs> you know. But when they started to listen to each other, they actually they became uh, more understanding mm. and aware mm-hmm. of each other. And so... I asked the girls, uh, how is everyone fe- feeling today? You know, one would say, I'm sleepy, I'm happy, I'm excited. Mm. And this one girl said, um, can I say how I feel in Arabic? And I said, okay, sure. As long as she's expressing, you know. Mm. Yeah. And um, she said, Ashar uh, bil-aman, which means uh, I feel I safe. Feel safe. Yeah. How old? She's She was 12 years That's old. Huge. 12 That's or 13 huge. years old, yes. For a 12 or a 13 year old to express that in a classroom right. with a typically strict like, teacher, new yeah. also. It's, it yeah. took me by complete surprise. She was sitting across from me and I felt like I had goosebumps. Like yeah. the world stopped. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I had goosebumps. Like my eyes started tearing up. And that's when I realized like how powerful that can be. Mm-hmm. So I, I think because people think strictly, well, typically means that you show no emotion yeah you're emotional and you have this beautiful balance uh-huh. of showing not just emotion showing all of the emotions and yeah. expressing and apologizing and taking accountability but at the same time punishing them when they need to because <laughs> oh, honey we heard stories we've yeah. heard we've, we've heard, heard stories and we're like stories. what him <laughs> What? Yeah. So yeah. Now, this year, I'm that teacher that they tell horror stories about to their classmates <laughs> like, that me? I haven't taught, and I'm like, ooh. And some of the students that I didn't teach last year, mm. um, of course, I softened up a lot this year with COVID. <laughs> I yeah. just like I don't want to waste uh, any time. Yeah. You know, in that like initial strict phase. And they need, they need that. They oh need the softness more than anybody. Yeah. So the students that I haven't taught, they'd hear horrific stories from the students <laughs> that I taught last year. And they wouldn't believe them. They're like, teacher, you? I'm like, you don't know. You don't know. You, you don't, don't know. Wa- you don't want to be on that side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they were 33 teenagers. Oh, yeah. You know, teenagers. You like, yeah. In one class there, I had to keep them in control one way or another. It's not like now where there's like barely 10 to 15 students in the class. Yeah, and you never had any um, behavioral issues. That's like, the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I told you I had like one of the naughtiest classes last year, mm-hmm. and I never ever had behavior issues mm-hmm. ever. I Do never you think had it's to... because you were strict. I think it was because I was strict. I think it was because I respected them. Yeah. And they felt respected. So Uh when they feel respected, they respect me Mm -hmm. and uh, my presence. Mm -hmm. They started to respect each other in front of me, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they just... Teachers don't understand that when students love you, they would, would, like, 
even those who are the most difficult could turn into angels. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I had um a student who would drive all the teachers insane. She would not sit down. She would leave just in the middle of class. Mm. She would not do her work. She was she was actually violent. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was. She had like she was aggressive. <laughs> and so one time the um, uh, I got asked about her to write a report, mm. and I was shocked. When you read, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was shocked. And they Mm. were like, how is she in class? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, how is she? Does does she, like, uh, uh, roam around the classroom? Like, no, she never moves. Oh. She never moves. She never, she never. She doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. She was the quiet student in my class. Wow. She was the quiet student in my class. And, um. And people, people might listen to this and assume oh maybe she was too scared but you don't understand when you have a student with behavior issues mm. you don't get them to sit down and they don't by have scaring anything them. to lose exactly it's, they don't have anything they will if they want to get up they will get up <laughs> exactly <laughs> honestly students at that age mm. grade seven mm. yeah they are afraid of no one yeah they actually are not they are they will no say one. anything they will do anything and move they, on with their yeah. lives they kind of scared me sometimes <laughs> right like, okay i can handle anything but i don't you're unpredictable but, but that's the thing when you offer that space for the student they mm. will they will stay quiet mm-hmm. and i honestly think that you're kind of the balance that you showed between showing them that you're real that you have bad days i mean i know you told me this once that sometimes you'd come in and you're overwhelmed and you would tell them that you had a bad day yeah. mm-hmm. and i think seeing that side it humanizes the teacher mm. okay she she's she goes through everything that we're going through and she yeah. kind of it makes them feel like you understand them which yeah. is very powerful and i think this is what resonates with the troubled students if you will yeah. is because okay i'm that teacher might be just as frustrated as i yeah. am or so i think however um you managed to get her to sit down it was because she she felt respected and she felt loved and she definitely. felt seen and she could relate i think your students follow you on social social media yeah, yeah. just going do. back to that point if i saw that my teacher was on social media just chilling mm. or like you know posting things she's angry at things she's happy at other things all of the, all of that mm. i would worship her what are you talking about i mean honey have you seen the video edits i've seen them it's I, amazing I, it's, it's yeah miss him yeah the love of my life <laughs> they're the loves of my life honestly but that's that's just how strong and powerful it is mm. yes that's a bird that's a bird guys we 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 tried to do everything, <laughs> but there's a bird, and we can't we, we can't. And do we anything. don't know if you can hear it or not, or if we sound crazy. But there's a bird outside, and it's driving us mad. This is why we're. We, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Okay. Okay, we're grateful for that. Hens like I'm. The, I dealt with grade seven in yeah, the morning. Yeah, she's like I'm okay. This, this seven, bird is not nothing. seven eight nine. Oh my god. She's like this is nothing. <laughs> do you think that the person you are in the classroom? Um, is the person you are outside of the classroom. Now, I can say that I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it took time. Mm. It took a lot of time to, you know, be comfortable, mm. uh, to just be who I am in the classroom and to find my teaching style, yeah. you know. 
um at the beginning i felt like i had to keep like separate selves mm-hmm. i had to keep um uh, the teacher mm-hmm. in the classroom uh, the professional just you know with the rest the of office, my yeah, yeah in the office with my uh colleagues uh, i had a separate self when i'm with my friends mm-hmm. and you know when i had to for example uh be with my family mm-hmm. and um i figured out that that's really not how i want to be mm. i don't want to be that and it's exhausting having to compartmentalize mm. all of the different versions of who you are so mm. i felt like having um over time trying to align all of them mm. um is truly who i am mm. yeah and so um who i am is raw mm. real yeah. authentic <laughs> and that doesn't mean that i can't be professional amen <laughs> yes amen yes. you've been trying to word that yeah. for the longest time <laughs> but yeah real and authentic but doesn't mean not professional i love that yeah thank you i don't know if i'm sure you guys are familiar with brene brown mm-hmm. but i was i watched this video that we can link it's absolutely beautiful she talks about vulnerability in the classroom But uh, there's a quote that sh- that she says. I wrote it down because okay. I did not want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. She says, vulnerability is having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. And I truly believe that, Hind, you embody that. Goosebumps. You do. I truly believe because <laughs> I... Do. I mean, see, th- that's what's powerful also about documenting is because I've seen the way you expressed yourself in your first year of teaching. Ooh. And I think we both can speak the growth that the has growth, happened <laughs> and it's it's inspiring. And the thing is Hind in her first year and Hind in her second year is still you. Yeah. Mm. It's just you adapting and you showing more of yourself and you integrating parts of yourselves together which we find so beautiful. Amen. That's what that's that's all that it is. Mm-hmm. And it's been a tough year. I mean, we kind of, it's yeah. been a tough year and I, I can't, I can't even, like, there are so many times where I, I just wake up in the morning and I read you writing something that's not, see, like, it's not toxic positivity. There's yeah. this kind of tweets that just get They lift on. you, they lift you up. Yeah, exactly. I was talking about the other kind, the real kind oh. that, okay, it's, it's, it's bad, but you can get through it. Yeah. But this I can tolerate, but it's that it's beautiful, regardless of how yeah. bad your day was. It's beautiful, but you don't do that. You don't. You're, you talk about the real side. You talk about, you know, again, all of the emotions. And it's, it's, that is something that, that is basically what we wanted to talk about is We don't want to say that vulnerability isn't bad. It's actually encouraged. Mm. Uh, we want people to kind of uh, hear someone like you and hear stories from someone like you because you attract people like us. You attract people who you don't need to attract everybody. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You you don't need everyone to like you. But at the end of the day, people will read your content and people will see who you are and they will relate. And I think that's very powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think vulnerability and being emotional um, are um, traditionally, or what we grew up with, um, uh, we saw them as weaknesses. Mm. Yeah. We saw them as weaknesses. Mm. We saw them as something that could be shameful. Mm. But I think I want people to understand that they could literally be your superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think it's my superpower. <laughs> I think we're we glad you found it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you yeah. for having me. We loved starting the season with you. It's an honor. Yeah. It's an honor. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hind. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us next week with another guest mm-hmm. with another story. 